What's going on guys? Welcome back to my parents' office. I'm your host, Andrew Diaz. And here today, I've got Nate LaJoy. What's going on, Nate? What's going on, man? How's it going? Pretty good. How you been? I've been all right. Been all right. Uh, just got done with a flag football league. Uh, finished up today. Got beaten in semis, sadly. Uh, but yeah, taking it easy. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So let's just jump right into it. And uh, a lot of people want to hear about TikTok. What, like... <laughs> That's the, that's the big the big thing right now yep. is what so you've just been doing like what it's NFL lists like top ten lists basically pretty much you've covered I'm pretty sure everything I don't know what you're <laughs> gonna do next because everything is you you've covered pretty much everything in the NFL yeah so I mean it kind of got kicked off kind of innocently honestly uh I just got TikTok uh, because people wanted to send me stuff to watch. Yep. Um, and I was adamant. I was like, I'm never getting TikTok. This yep. app is stupid, this and that. Um, and one day I just downloaded it. Um, and probably two weeks after I downloaded it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to post a video. Like, let okay. me let me try to, like, get on here. Because um, I had heard that, like, it's very organic. The growth is very um, organic, which means mm-hmm. basically people don't need to be following you to watch your stuff. Right, yeah, um, yeah, for you page, it's, it's just, exactly, you, you'll find you anything and everything on there. Yep, exactly. So, um, my first video didn't get very many views, probably got about 200, mm-hmm. uh, but even then I was like, wow, yeah, 200, 200 views? That's pretty cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, like, I'll, I'll take that, Yeah. Um, and a few people followed me after that, and um, I just kind of started posting maybe once, twice a day, mm-hmm. um, and by about the end of the first month, I had already 2,000 followers, oh, like, wow. wow. I was like, this is crazy. Pretty growth, yeah, Exactly. Um, And then, honestly, I took a little hiatus around uh, May, June. Mm -hmm. Uh, Came back in August, and I started posting three, four times a day um, at certain times. And, honestly, I did a lot of research, like, what times you should post. Uh, Look at, like, all the analytics about it. it, Just, like, seeing, like, what... It was like what the TikTok algorithm, what it'll push out. Exactly. What the best time people are viewing your stuff. Because, like... You obviously don't want to post something at like three in the morning or like seven in the morning when nobody's like really got their phone. So exactly, yeah, and um, I mean the times back then, and it honestly changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the times back then were seven to nine p.m. So I would put four videos out every half hour, oh, okay. um, in increments, and all of a sudden it was just like a boom. Mm-hmm. And by the end of August, I had about twenty-five thousand followers. Just wow. posting a top 10 series every day. Yeah. Uh, posting, you know, NFL predictions for the upcoming season um, and stuff of that nature. And honestly, I mean, the word organic, I keep using that word, but it's, mm-hmm. it's true. Um, and especially when you're in season, the content creates itself. So if, Yeah, well, you got like the NFL, like the games you can pick or like top fantasy players, like stuff like that. Like it's giving you so much content. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, on a weekly basis, I can do power rankings yep. i can do my top fantasy picks mm-hmm. i can do best games of the week i can do predictions it's it's very easy to think of stuff um even when you think you don't have any ideas yep it just pops up you know what i'm saying so after august i said i had about yeah about 25 30,000 followers and then it's i took taken off from there it looks yeah, like now yeah and honestly i took about a month off. I took, I think from the middle of August to about the middle of September off. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a lot of stuff going on, honestly. And 
I just needed a little break. Yeah. And then when I came back, I started posting maybe five, six times a day. I okay. was really popping them out. And the growth was just incredible. And we're sitting here now, November 1st, and I'm on about 120,000 followers. That's crazy. And like the other day, you had even posted that you had just hit 100K. Exactly. So you are just grew to 20K probably in a, what, a week? About a week. Week yeah. and a half. Like that's crazy yep. to even think about. It. And just you're doing the top 10 list. So it's just something interesting that so many people like want to hear about like the power rankings and like fantasy stuff and like your week predictions. That's what people want to hear about now this time of the year. And then once the off season hits, you do other top 10 lists with football. People, people want to hear about football, like, especially if they're following you right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, the, the reaction has been incredible. Um, and obviously I've talked about football my whole life, just with my buddies, yep. you know, just, you know, talking about the stuff that I talk about on my page. Mm-hmm. So now to have, you know, 120,000 people wanting to hear what I have to say about this stuff, it's, it's honestly mind blowing to me. That's and incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, but it's something that, you know, I, I love doing the videos are very, very easy to make. It takes me about five minutes to make a video. Um, I kind of have it down to a science now, so I can really pop them out. But uh, like I said, it's been really, really great and just a really cool experience to have so many people commenting on my posts, you know, giving me reactions. Mm-hmm. Hey, I love your stuff. It's, it's incredible, honestly. What's been like your favorite list that you've done so far? Oh, my favorite list I've done so far. Um... I'm assuming like power rankings probably aren't your favorite to do because like that's a weekly thing. Yeah, it's really not as like creative like the power rankings. But what's been one where you've been able to have some leeway that you've really put your own twist on? Yeah, because I mean a the big thing and like you said like putting my own twist on it. I usually try to stay as unbiased as possible, and like I take pride in that. I'm like I'm not going to be biased. I'm obviously being a Patriots fan. It's very easy to be biased, yeah. uh, especially in some top 10 lists. Um, but I do my best to stay um, unbiased. But the one that I can say that I really had my own say in, uh, I did a top 10 uniforms. Okay. A top 10 uniforms of all time. Now, is that counting, like, not just, like, one team. You picked, like, the team's alternates? Yes. Okay. Yep. And it was every I, – I took every NFL uniform ever into account. Okay. Um, and I put my own – it was kind of my own list of, mm-hmm. jer- of jerseys, uniforms that, that I love. That you liked, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And surprisingly, a lot of people agreed with me. I mean, I was kind of expecting to get a little, you know, bit of flack in the comments about, oh, this the is ugly. are tough because, like, some people, like, will think some of them are wicked ugly. Exactly. O- others think that they're great – there's some that border on that. Are they really bad or are they just so bad that they're good? Exactly. Like, are they so ugly that they're nice? So. Yep, but I mean, talking about specifics, I'm not the biggest fan of the color rush uniforms. Yeah, and I, I had I agree, a, yeah. And I, like, I, I like the white color rush. Yes. Like the all white, like the Those Bengals nice. all white with the helmet, the black helmet. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one of the best ones. Yep, I really, and the Giants. The Giants have a yep. nice one too. Yes. It's, it's almost like a throwback. The Giants Yeah, one yeah. Um, but... That list in particular, I think, was one of my favorites. And like we're talking about the color rush uniforms, a lot of people in the comments were saying, "Oh, what about this color rush? What about this one? Mm. The all green Seattle neon." I'm not big on that. I don't know. It's a little too much for me. I'm more of a simplistic person when it comes to uniforms. So you must be a big fan of the Jacksonville, the uh, oh. 
gross. The yellowish mustard. It's not even like it's just like a dark mustard color. It's yeah, disgusting. It's gross. So I I'm almost positive and I'll go back on my page and check. But I think I had the Oakland Raiders just black so there's silver and black. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was my number one. Just an iconic look. Yeah, because that has never changed. Exactly. They've never done, like, the, their logo's never changed. So, did you have the uh, New England, the red, throwback ones? I ones? didn't. Really? Now, now that I think about it, I probably could have fit them in there somewhere. Um, but, no, I didn't have, I had Pittsburgh, I know. I had Green the, Bay. Like just classic Pittsburgh? Yep, I had Green okay. Bay's green. I know okay. that. Um I had Miami's throwbacks. The orange or the the teal with the like the teal. white helmet yep. and the old, the old dolphin logo. Yes, that okay. One. Yeah, those ones are really cool, like the Merino era ones. Exactly, and those those are just a few on there. But that list in particular, definitely one of my favorites. That one's not together. even like an analytics, like a stats one. That's just your opinion, what you think your top ten jerseys yeah, are. Exactly, so, which is nice. It's not going by numbers. Like this guy had more picks. This guy had more passing yards. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's, for sure. Now, was there one you kind of, like, dreaded that you had to do, but, like, you knew people wanted to hear about it, like? Yes. So, <laughs> this is actually the video that I got by far the most hate on. Okay. I had to do, uh, a, b- a bunch of people were asking me about the top ten corners in the NFL. And NFL corner, history or in the league right, right now? Right now. In the league right now. And corners just, for me, watching and analyzing the statistics and stuff like that, Corner is such a tough position yeah. to like analyze because if you have a good corner, their numbers aren't going to be that big because like their numbers aren't going to be wicked high because they're not getting thrown at. Exactly. So y- y- you think about the top three or four corners in the league, they get thrown at once, twice a game. Yeah. So they're never going to lead the league really in interceptions. There's like, there's like four like guys you can put in that top. It's like Ramsey, Tredavious White, Marlon Humphrey, and Stephon Gilmore. And that was my top four. Right, and that's how, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people were giving me all sorts of nonsense. Oh, this guy had this many interceptions last year. Yeah, because he was getting thrown at seven, he's, eight he's times a game. Typically not like a great coverage corner. Like He gets in position to make picks, but you got to look at how many touchdowns he gave up, how many times he was targeted. Exactly. And so that, <laughs> that list, I was, and even after I did the first part, Everybody was going crazy just, just on me, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I got to post two more videos about this? <laughs> I'm like, jeez. But, yeah, that, that list definitely was probably the most difficult for me to make, for sure. How much does, like, the hate on that, like, deter you? Is it just, like, you kind of laugh about it where it's, like, you, I don't know, you just kind of can laugh it off? Or... Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I <laughs> I just go with the flaw, honestly. Right. I mean, you know, there, there's all like, everybody has their opinion on the NFL, so. No, exactly. It's and I mean, nothing you can really take to heart about. No, so, no. But, you, you'll have a Giants fan up in the comments or a Jets fan up in the comments bashing you. It's, all right, calm down, buddy. Yeah, so, no, exactly. And I mean, every week when I make my score predictions for the games, yeah, there's but, always going to be somebody on the on the opposing team that I pick against. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you kidding me? How can you pick against, you know, this team this week? Uh, I don't know, man. It's my opinion. Obviously, you're going to be rooting for your team, right? right? right. So, how I just... Your, how have your picks been this year? Uh, there was one week, I think it was week four, where I was pathetic. Bad. Yeah, I was really bad. Every other week, I've been great. Week mm-hmm. two, I went 15-1. and one. Holy I was cow. very, very good week two. Um, I think week six, I was... Red hot too. I think I went fourteen and two, but there have been a couple weeks where, and 
this has been a weird season, honestly. When you think about some of the well, results. With all the injuries, too. Like yeah. Like, going down, Barkley. It's really um, difficult to like kind of. the Niners are a team you can't really count to win anymore because Bosa, Garoppolo, uh, Quan Alexander, they've all been hurt. So, they're a team that's just been banged up that a lot of people thought could make it back to the Super Bowl. Exactly, yeah. So, on a week-to-week basis, it's really difficult to kind of pick because you don't know who's going to be on the field half the time, yeah. you know? So it's, it's, it's really difficult. But overall, I think I'm pretty well above 500. Uh, but like I said, there have been a couple weeks where I'm just like taking loss after loss. And I'm like, oh, I got to go react to this on my page. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to look like the biggest idiot. Because honestly, every week I share how I did. I, yeah, make, yeah. I make a couple videos saying, all right, I got this wrong. I got this right. Uh, so on and so forth, and there have been a couple of videos that I've made where it's just loss after loss, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear it in the comments on this video. What was the 15 in one week like though? That must have been a great week. Oh, I to... felt fantastic. I I felt so great. I was like, wow, this is easy. And it was it was week two and week one. I think I went 12 and four or something like that. So I was feeling like I was unbelievable. And then you know the next week I go six and ten, and I'm like, oh god. Here we go, come back down to earth a little bit. Right. But, um, no, so actually I'll share a little story with you. So every time I get a score prediction right, I give a jersey away on my page. Okay. So if somebody that comments on the video, I just scroll up, down, up, down, and land on one, and that's who gets it. So the first game of the year, Kansas City, Houston, in Kansas City, um, a couple days before the game I posted my pick, and I said 34-20 to 20, Kansas City. Holy right. Cow. So I think it was 34 to 13 with like a minute left and Houston's driving. And I go look on my page and I'm like, wait a second. Houston scores here. I just got this score right in the first game of the year. I'm like, are you kidding me? So sure enough, Houston scores and then Kansas City needs the ball out. I go on my page. Everybody's blowing Where's me up. Everybody's blowing me up. Yep, yep. Oh my God, he got it right. I, I want a jersey. I want you know Stephon Gilmore Patriots. Like, yeah. Get this for me, and it was it was insane. It was really crazy. What jersey did you end up giving away? Um, I think the first one was a Stephon Gilmore uh, white Patriots. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty. Have you gotten any more? Um, uh, predictions, right? I haven't, but. At sixty nine thousand followers and at a hundred thousand followers, I gave jerseys away too. Okay. Um. So those are the two others I've sent three out so far, um. And like I said, every time I get a score prediction right, another one's going out. So I can hope in the second half of the year that it uh it gets a little better. That's pretty cool. That's that's cool. Keeping the followers also engaged and yeah, stuff absolutely. like that, where they're like they have to watch your picks now. Where yeah, and they they'll <laughs> be looking at the scores like. He predicted this. Like, let's hope somebody scores like late game. Like, that's what it all comes into. It's a bad beat. Exactly. Much. So that's like that that Houston game. Yeah. So, have you been watching a lot of college football this year? I have. I've been okay. watching a ton. Uh, uh, what do you think of the Big Ten return? Um, I mean, honestly, I think it's Wisconsin is going to run into a little bit of trouble because they had, I think it was their quarterback. Yeah, Graham Graham Mertz. Graham. Yup, something. Uh, so they they might have a problem, but I am happy that they did uh, come back. Um, obviously Michigan got beat yesterday, so it's a little, little tough on me so far, but I mean, football is better than no football. You know what I'm saying? So honestly, it really doesn't matter to me how my college teams do this year. Mm -hmm. I'm just happy to be watching them play. You know what I'm saying? 
What do you think, like, the Pac-12 comeback? They're going to play, like, seven games. It's just... Yeah, the Pac-12 is such a pathetic I conference. Know, it's, I know, and It's sad because you look at USC, and I obviously root for USC. Yep. Um, they used to be the best team, best team in the country easily. Yeah. For about five, six, seven years, they finished in the top three every single year. They, they had QBs, like, they had Carson Palmer, Matt Leinart, Mark Sanchez. Exactly. Guys it like was, Reggie Bush in that program, Lendell White. So it was just... A dominant program. Exactly. And now you look at where they are now, and every time they come up against an SEC team, uh, Big Ten team, save for the Rose Bowl a couple years ago that they won, um, they get destroyed. Who did they play in the Rose Bowl? Was Penn State. That was a great game. That was a great, game. That was a Penn great State team. game. Yeah. Yep. yep. I think it was 40, uh, 52 to 49 was the final in that, that game. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, well, and then they also had the game they played Bama that was like, Oh. Wicked hyped up it was to open the season. I remember seeing USC tweet and like they got new Jordans. Got destroyed for the game, in like, that game too. They, like for the travel, and then they went down and they just got thumped, whooped up. <laughs> it's it's so tough just being a Pac-12 team and just having to play an SC like the best team in the country like that just to open it up because majority of the country wants you to win. But Bam was just so good. I know, and the the talent discrepancy is just. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, you have on out on these Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, on these teams down in the SEC, you have a litany of first round draft picks yeah. that are sitting the bench. <laughs> yeah. You know, you you think Maybe about the depth in, in like probably the Pac twelve. Oh yeah, for sure. And you think about just the incredible depth that all these teams have. And then you think about USC, where if a starter goes down, you're dead at that position for mm-hmm. at least you know, a few weeks before they come back. So it's 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 pretty crazy. But I am I am really happy that the Pac twelve is back. It's exciting yeah. football. Um it's more stuff with JT Daniels transferring though too. Yeah, but I I love Slovis. I yeah, love Slovis. Slovis is good. I think he's gonna be the next great USC quarterback. I think he'll he might even be better than Sam Darnold, honestly. I'm I'm that high on him. Um and I like the receiving core. Uh, the only thing that kills USC these days is the defense. So you just got to hope mm-hmm. that they uh, play better. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm really happy that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 both got it figured out. Um, yeah. Up until late August, early September, they were done. Right, right. You know, and then there was intervention that went on, and now they're back. Well, yeah, there seems like Nebraska threatening to leave. They were like, we'll yeah. just go independent for the year. Yeah. Like, we'll play whoever we can find, where like, wherever. So... Uh, good on like a guy like Scott Frost for pretty much pushing that for sure. To, and that's definitely you can't say that wasn't a big part of them coming back was a team like Nebraska wanting to come back and play. I think it was Wisconsin maybe was the other team that voted against Barry Alvarez. Yes. Yep. You're right. So those two teams saying like we really want to play this year definitely was a big help I think. And then seeing like the cases not be as high with teams that already started up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you were saying, with all the players down in the SEC, you're seeing like the freshmen too, are unreal now. Incredible impact on all those teams. It's like the LSU tight end Gilbert, kid's huge. It's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, it really is. I mean, these teams just reload and reload and reload. And you look at the history of the college football playoff. I think Alabama's been every year besides one. And that was I what last year. I think they year? missed in twenty. 15 and then last year so i think they've missed twice um you look at clemson every single year they're mm-hmm. in it um you look at ohio state 
I mean, it's consistently. Seen, Oklahoma's consistently. Yeah. There's always four teams that you can count. At least three of them are probably going to make it. Exactly. Like and Washington's made it one year. Michigan State, Notre Dame. There's always um, a wild card. I feel like. Yeah. There's always one team that you know could sneak in if if an SEC team has two losses per se. Um, but you know these these big college football teams that are there every single year. You know it's. It's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, you look at Ohio State. They run through the Big Ten every single year. They, they made Penn State look bad last oh, night. I mean, it's, they embarrassed them. But. They're, I think, probably the most talented team in the country. Um, maybe better than Clemson. I would say that they're right on par, if yeah. not better. I mean, Clemson's freshmen have stepped up so much this year. Like, Brian Breeze getting the sack. Mm-hmm. Or the... The pressure at the end of the game to cause the safety for BC was huge. They've got uh, Trey Williams on the D-line, too. Mm-hmm. So And then DJ steps in yesterday and plays good enough to beat BC, which is what you needed. So the freshmen now are changing the game. like It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you think of even 10 or so years ago in college football, how many impact freshmen were there? 10 years ago. You had to be a freak, a stud. Exactly. You think about, I mean, I'll, I'll use this example. The first freshman to win the Heisman, I believe, was Johnny Manziel in 2012, right? So you, yeah. you think about it. In the entire history of the Heisman Trophy, dating back to 1936, I believe, mm-hmm. there was never a freshman to win the Heisman Trophy. But now, you see freshmen that are in the discussion every single year, if not winning yeah. it every year. So yeah. it's, it's really evolved to a point where these people are stepping right on the field and having a massive impact. He was insane that oh, year. God. That year was crazy so watching good. him play. So good. When they beat Alabama, I was so happy. That team was sped. That was a really talented team. They had Mike Evans was on that team, right? Was Miles Garrett? Oh, was he there yet? I think he was. I think that might have been his freshman year, Miles Garrett. Yeah. If not, he came the year after. But, I mean, they were so fun to watch. That's why I love college football, honestly. It's every week you think like you think you know who's gonna win, but it's just so that, that's why they say like that's why we play the game. Like mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to win uh, every week. That's what's awesome about it. You think about all the great upsets that have happened in college football over the years. I mean, App State beating Michigan in the Big House. Yeah, I mean it's just incredible. I mean even you think about even big games. I mean I'll mm-hmm. give the example back in nineteen eighty three. Miami, upstart Miami before they won anything. Yeah. You know, goes and plays Nebraska in the Orange Bowl, who was the, the greatest yeah, team the... of all time. They were considered the greatest team ever. Right? Um, and Miami shocks them uh, 31 to 30 and wins the national championship. Yeah. You know, it's, crazy. it's stories like that that make college football awesome to me. Mm-hmm. You know, in the NFL, it's more cut and dry. You almost know who's going to win. Um, on a weekly basis, especially when it comes to playoff time, you rarely see massive, massive upsets. But in college football, you feel like there's one every week. Yeah, well, in like the NFL too, it's never. There's never really just like a big game where like there's supposed to be a blowout like that. So there's mm-hmm. never really the potential for like a huge upset. It never the games never feel big enough for them to be big upsets unless there's like a playoff on the line or. You're in the playoffs. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, that's why I love college football. It's so unpredictable. It's on a year to year and even a week to week basis. You never know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think you'll ever do any college football lists on your page? 
Uh, so I've I've thought about expansion recently. Okay. Uh, because obviously the NFL season is going to come to an end uh, in February, um, and I've started you know thinking about ideas. Doing like your top ten Heisman's. Top yeah, 10, exactly. Uh, national championship teams, games. Yeah. Like yeah, and I mean even and I'm not very big on the NBA. I'm going to be honest, but when that season comes. You know, that's the people content that people are going to want to see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I've, I've started circulating some ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally, after the NFL season's over, the NBA would be the next up because they'll, yeah. they'll be in the swing of things. Their season will be started. Um, but like I said, we'll, we'll see where I'm at at that point. And obviously, I'll, I'll still do NFL stuff because mm-hmm. uh, the draft will be coming up. Um, so I can do draft lists and things of that nature. But... It's fun. You just yeah. gotta. Have you always wanted to kind of do like your own content, not just like TikTok in general, but like your own? Because you've done like the polls on Instagram stuff like that. Have you always kind of wanted to do stuff where maybe like a YouTube or like a podcast like that, where you talked about pretty much just all your sports knowledge? Because you're wicked smart when it comes to like all the fo- all <laughs> football and golf and stuff like that. So and baseball. So have you always kind of wanted to have that platform where you could talk about that stuff? Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, con- obviously the TikTok has come really naturally and all I have to do is talk into a camera, right? you know, for five minutes and I have a video made. Um, but I've, I've always wanted to kind of have my voice heard, especially about sports. And I'll be honest, I've, I've always thought about making a YouTube page or mm-hmm. something like that. Even like video games and stuff like that with my friends. Yeah. I, I play FIFA a lot. Um, so my buddy... And I have started a, what's called a pro clubs team, and he's starting it on Twitch and stuff. So I might even be making an appearance in that capacity okay, cool, on cool. YouTube soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, even going back to when I was young, I I always like kind of dreamt of you know, being on NFL Network. Yeah, and, having you know, that talking. platform where you can just talk about like the stuff you love. Exactly, and I'll, I'll be honest, I just never came around to starting a podcast, mm-hmm. you know starting a YouTube page, and I, I always regretted it, yeah. and I, I really did, and then when this whole TikTok thing started really kicking off, it was like getting that, you know, hit of, oh my God, like, this is what I've always wanted to do, right, you know? It and, seems like now you've kind of finally found your niche, yeah, and for sure. eventually, like, if you want to move to YouTube channel, you've got a 100,000 people that will probably follow you there, if mm-hmm. not, like, half the audience, and then your audience will grow more. So like you've got a good following where wherever you go next with your content, they'll be able to follow you and they'll want to follow you and see what you're doing, which is really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. And um, with the advent of now Instagram Reels, mm-hmm. um, that's, I think, the next platform that I'm going to take on. Okay. Because honestly, all I have to do is save all my TikToks and then post them on Instagram Reels. And I already have hundreds and hundreds yep. of videos that I could post directly to Instagram Reels and have that same sort of natural growth that I do on TikTok. So you'll be doing just pretty much half the work for it. Exactly. You'll be able to upload to two platforms now and grow your following more. So I didn't even think about doing the Instagram Reels like that. And then you've got the IGTV too if you want to do. Exactly. If you didn't want to do a YouTube, you can just record yourself, do three to five minutes talking about stuff like that, just NFL or whatever. So that's, that's really smart. Yeah, and I mean, my my friend actually gave me the idea because he doesn't have TikTok. Okay. And he was like, have you ever thought about you know, posting on IG Reels? And I was like, you know, I've, I really haven't because 
the TikTok is just growing so, so much. I never really thought about even, even more growth on Instagram because it right. just, just never popped into my mind. And he was like, man, you should really like look into it because you could get people that don't have TikTok to follow you on Instagram, you know, and have twice the growth basically. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's your Super Bowl pick? Oh, now, man. I, I'm going to put it on you right now. Uh, what what your uh, who you think is going to make it? What do you think the matchup will be, and who do you think is going to win it? Oh man! So before the season, I'll tell you, I picked Seattle over Kansas City. Okay. In the Super Bowl. At the moment, the way things are looking, this might shock you. I love Tampa Bay. They've been playing. A lot of people gave them shit at the beginning of the year because it was like. Brady's there, like you're not doing anything, you lose to New Orleans, like you lose a game here. People didn't realize that he just needed to settle in for a game. It was always going to take time, yes. right? And, I mean, we think about it, seven games into the season, they're looking great. They thumped Green Bay oh, last yeah. week. And, was... and the thing about Tampa Bay is how well their defense is playing. Their defense is playing at their a high level. Their defense is really good with guys like Pierre Paul, Levante David. Barrett. Shaq Barrett, yep. yep. And then you've got Antoine Winfield's been playing out of his mind. He has. For a rookie, he's rookie. playing crazy. Yep, so I, I'm leaning towards taking them over Seattle. My problem with Seattle mm-hmm. through seven weeks now is their defense is giving up so many points and so many they yards. 35 to New England. They gave up 35 to New England. They gave up 38, I believe. On Sunday night mm-hmm. to Arizona, they've given they they give up about a, like almost thirty to Minnesota, who hasn't been good this year either. So. Exactly. So how sustainable is that? That's yeah, the question. Yeah, playoff time, you're gonna really need them to buckle down. I mean, they just traded for Dunlap, which is so, big. which is, is a step in the right direction. A lot of people are saying they could trade for Denzel Ward at the deadline too. That would be a massive move. Trey Flowers for him. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. So right now, you know. If I had to take a team out of the NFC, I think I'd take Tampa Bay. And then your um, AFC team? And then in the AFC, got to go Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, their roster is just unbelievable. I think that they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Obviously, they're going to have the odd bad game like they did against uh, the Raiders a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, which they still put up 32 points, by the way. Right. <laughs> An off game is 32 points for this team. Um, but in my opinion, you got to take Kansas City, which would be a hell of a Super Bowl. Awesome. You think about all the storylines heading into that one. You got especially if AB is still on the the yeah. box by that time, and the game's in Tampa Bay. Holy cow! That would be the first team to ever host the Super Bowl and yeah, and playing it. Wow! Yeah. The game's in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady versus Mahomes. You got two unbelievable teams going at it. That would be a great game and one that I hope happens. I'm looking Absolutely. forward. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with you on that. That would be that would be some great entertainment. Absolutely. And then before we let you go. Uh, Masters pick. Oh, man. This might even be more tough than the Super Bowl pick. All right, I, I got to do it. Tiger. You're taking Tiger. Gotta so do you're it. taking gotta Tiger. Do it. I, I can't pick anybody else. Like I just can't do it. I can't pick anybody else. Tiger, I think the, I think the winner this year is going to be more of like a 9-under. Last year it was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the it's different weather, too. Exactly. So we got to just take that into consideration that this is the first time it's ever being played in November. In November, yep. anytime it's really being played, anytime other than April. Yep, and so I I think the conditions will play a little bit more of a factor. Uh, so I see the winning score being a little bit 
uh, higher than what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, give me Tiger. If he goes back to back, ooh. I like Justin Thomas this year. Yep. Um, I like DeChambeau, but I don't like his short game. Which which will kill you at Augusta. Right. Which will so kill you. he can bomb the ball 300 yards off the tee box like it's nothing, but it's when you get within 50 yards of the green, when you're right on the fringe, that guy like DeChambeau, is, it's going to hurt him. This is more of a finesse course. This right. is the definition which of I a finesse course. Which I also still wouldn't court. count him out, um, but I just think, I think Justin Thomas this year, but I also, if Tiger wins, I'm not going to be mad. Never. I would love to see Tiger win. <laughs> Go so. back to back. That would be that would be awesome. And then he'll go win it again next April too. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably if he's oh, healthy man. and he's playing in it, then that's a guy you can't really bet against. Nope. Now, where can we find you? What's your social medias? What's your TikTok? Uh, TikTok is Nate Lajoy L A J O I E underscore. Um, I'm not on Instagram at the moment. I will probably be starting up an Instagram Reels page. So mm-hmm. when I do, I will be uh, making you aware. Uh, it's Nate Lajoy on Twitter. Um, and that's it at the moment. Awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, yeah, give him a follow on TikTok. He's a great follow. Keep building his brand right now. Um, but other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for joining us, Nate. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It was Thanks a to my producer, Brett. You've been great. Uh, talk to you guys later. Thank you.